Chapter 6. Modus operandi. Types of pipeline drugs. To biotechnology or not to biotechnology? That is the question. Our final set of data looks at the types of drugs in current development and the technologies used to produce them. This might be considered the equivalent of a drug's modus operandi, a term used in literature and elsewhere to describe a method or procedure which is commonly employed. In fiction, it's most commonly used in the crime genre, where it's often shortened to M.O. Famous examples where our hero detective must work out the killer's M.O. to solve the crime include Thomas Harris's The Silence of the Lambs, 1988, and pretty much every Sherlock Holmes novel by Arthur Conan Doyle. While not suggesting for a second that the pharma industry's M.O. has any equivalence with fictional killers, it's instructive to look at the techniques which it's employing to produce the drugs that are under development. We'll break down the pipeline by what we call the drug's origins, the types of molecules classified by how they're made. This is another hierarchical classification, so like the mechanism of action classification, the more general categories prosper in cases of early development where information is scant and more specific data is not yet available. Also in this classification, there is not an unknown option, so where no information is available, drugs are assigned to chemical synthetic by default, flattering its figures somewhat. Nevertheless, the chemical synthetic class, basically a classical small molecule drug, is most definitely still the most popular MO for the pharma industry. It tops the chart by some distance, with a 7.8% increase in its numbers this year. Clearly, the traditional way of making a molecule is very much alive and well. Antibodies remain the second most popular type of drugs, followed by recombinant proteins. Although these two categories advance on the summit, has slowed this year. The categories which are posting the most significant increases in the top 10 this year are heterologous cell therapies, synthetic nucleic acids and viruses, the latter of which covers a broad church of both therapeutic lytic viruses and virus-based vaccines. With biotechnology-based drugs commanding a lot of attention, it's interesting to take a broader view of drugs as a whole by biotech versus non-biotech. It's tempting to think that the industry is gradually moving away from small molecules, which has largely been the case over the past three decades, but not this year. For the first time since 2004, there is a slightly smaller percentage of biotech-derived drugs in the pipeline than there were the previous year. The proportion is now 44%, down from 44.7%. It's impossible to say yet whether this is the start of biotech and chemical settling at an equilibrium, or whether this is just a blip in biotech's continued advance. This is a metric where next year's sequel should be a particularly interesting read. The slight clawback by chemical drugs is reflected in this year's statistics of the pipeline by delivery route, where the percentage of drugs delivered by the oral route has increased from 28% to 29%. But there is also a concomitant 1% increase in injectables, the route most biotech-based drugs use. Losing out is the inhalation delivery route as a method of delivering proteins. This route has disappointed in recent years as a failure to deliver consistent enough plasma concentrations has stymied many projects in this area. I must be taken as I have been made. The success is not mine, the failure is not mine, but the two together make me. Charles Dickens, Great Expectations, 1861.